Hello and welcome to another energetic episode of Security Views Radio, the only cybersecurity podcast that has the power to move you. I am one half of your host, Adam Slater, and with me as always is my second half host, John. John, how you doing? I am doing fantastic on a sunny winter day here. Um, no snow, though. Still haven't seen snow this year. I don't know if it's going to be one of those years where we, where we dodge that bullet or not. But uh, <laughs> Well, if, if Charlotte gets snow, it typically uh, lands oh, early you, you the told next him, You told them our location. Uh, no. Felton bleeped that out. Okay. <laughs> we live in the cloud. We live, <laughs> <laughs> we live on your iPhone or wherever you're listening to the podcast. No, our, our our specific geographical region. We don't. Um, we typically get snow um, in like the first couple of months of the next year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But some but some years we just don't get it. Yeah. I, I feel terrible for kids. By the way, the biggest loss I think they're ever going to suffer is that there's no more snow days. Oh, for COVID? No. Just in general, because they just now they have a way to get everybody remote. So I don't think they're going to sure. share it. Oh, so even after they go back to school, they're like, snow day? No, no. No, no. It's work okay. from home day. It's a no day. No. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad that, that that great tradition, that little bonus day in January. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when I was a kid, we had a really bad ice storm followed by a snowstorm come through where I lived. And, uh, we were out of school for a week. That oh, was, wow. That was a great treat. Except I got stuck watching my brother and sister. So um, I really got, I would have got screwed on that deal. Well, you know, growing up in Georgia and then Florida, we had, you know, we had hurricane days. And those were exciting, except there was the threat of the imminent destruction of your home. Um, oh, that's right. I forgot you grew up in it. By the way, what was the uh, what was the name of the place your parents met? What was the what city did, did they meet? In? Oh, <laughs> I, I don't think <laughs> anyone's going to be able to. I mean, I, I say my full name on this show. <laughs> no, but no. Yeah. Like we didn't get any of that. Like we would get we would get hurricane days, but that wasn't, you know, that wasn't like a, you know, uh, that was that was scary. <laughs> it was it wasn't always fun. So yeah, a little bit different. Little bit different. <laughs> I think it might have been last year when the school was out here because it was extremely cold. Mm-hmm. It, it it wasn't snowing. Yeah, yeah but it maybe. was like really cold, and I was like, that's weird. I've never seen that. It's because the buses are, the buses can't get hot enough. But yeah, snow days used to be the best days. Wake up, look outside, and like, oh, no snow today. I mean, no school today. But yeah, we don't. Yeah, kids aren't gonna have that anymore. How bad? How bad did it have to get for you guys? Like how? Like like a like a like even even where we live in our particular geographical location, um, like we get it rarely enough that like a half inch they're shutting the city down. Um, for so, me. It- be a lot because like I was in Albany last year for a meeting and it snowed really bad that night. Next morning, I mean the streets were all cleared off. There's snow, but the streets were all cleared off. Gotcha. So school school was back on that day. So it had to be a lot. Or yeah. at least to the point where the snow plows couldn't keep up. I think it was mostly if it was um for us it was if 
like if it snowed later in the in the morning, you know, like four or five a.m. Uh, mm-hmm. before school started, that's when we would get a snow day. But yeah, if it snowed like the night before, yeah, that was, and they knew it was coming. Yeah, the roads were already salted. They're out there, they're um, plowing it. So, you know, you're going into school. Um, but yeah, usually it would, if there was ice, that's when we would, uh, you know, we would have school off. You know, we'd have a snow day. And then there were, there were uh, we had a few bad students who would like throw buckets of water on the buses and try to freeze the doors. <laughs> we, we definitely that definitely worked a few times and uh we get a, a day off just because yeah the, the doors are frozen shut i mean that's a scum scumbag thing to do but you gotta admire the the, the ingenuity yeah. yeah the perseverance like no i'm getting this day off i need i need more cartoons like all of our buses were inside the gate and they had you know the um barbed wire fence because yeah kids would really like i don't want to go to school and they would climb the fence and uh yeah, they would punch your tires. They do whatever they can to. Uh, get out of <laughs> they want to punch you hooligans. Yeah, yeah, it was it was great. So Adam, Adam, um, speaking of hacking school buses and government organizations, yeah, have you given any more thought to my Secret Service questions from a couple episodes ago, like about the password policies? When do you think uh, old Joe has to turn over his passwords? I th- so I, I my guess is that the, the more I've thought about it, the more I've sat on it, I think the earlier that happens, that like like I think that that probably happens once you reach like a state level of government. I don't think it's, oh, you're president, you're president elect. Now we take over. Like maybe that happens like the White House does. But my I bet you have I bet there are state and federal resources that are allocated to managing the online presence of of these particular politicians i think it starts a lot earlier so i think is it when you get the your party's nomination that you get assigned secret service it's pretty early it's well Um, well, yeah 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 Once, once you're nominated yeah you start getting detail or once you win enough votes uh to get the nomination right so like march whatever um in many cases so i wonder if that's the point like if you're fresh you didn't have any state government experience if you're fresh yeah yeah i mean probably that that would that would be my guess like i i think that the the moment that you become a real target um is the moment that they start putting some detail on you but i i don't i my guess is that joe biden has no idea what any of his passwords are because someone else is handling that (laughs) what um Speaking of sort of kind of related, uh, what is your opinion on hacktivism? Depends if I agree with them or not. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> well, I yeah. Well, okay, maybe you're maybe if you want to be biased like that, but I think you got to have a position or not, right? Yeah. I hate to boil it down to depends on whether or not I agree with them, but like. I do think it matters on what the cause is and the kind of damage that you're doing. I think that that's like airing like personal, uh, like personal dirty laundry, I think is really crappy. I don't think you should do that. But I think that if you think if an organization is 
you know, doing some, some shady stuff and you can prove it. I don't know. Like it's, that's a, it's a tough question. That's a really tough question because I, I, I don't condone breaking the law. Um, but at the same time, like if you told me that a whole bunch of people in Hong Kong were doing a bunch of hacktivist activities, I would say, well, yeah, good for them. Like, and I couldn't morally, I could not say that they're in the wrong, I guess. Um, I, I don't know. It's that's that's tough. That's really tough. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it is tough for a lot of people when you ask that question, because it's like, yeah, I can see a situation where that's needed. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, yeah, they 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 are really um deserving of that i think it's a very interesting topic i think it's a very interesting question because it that does parallel because it is possible at some point um we would have a customer or be very close to someone who was maybe on the receiving end of that right i mean right. it's kind of not not intentionally because of who we're hiring or picking as our clients but just because you just never know what's going to happen right and at that point is and I guess we 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 should follow the same rules as as uh, as the law says, right? You're innocent until proven guilty. So um, I imagine that's the side we would take in that situation. We haven't been presented with that yet, of course. No. But it's an interesting topic because I can even see inside of any organization, um, any cybersecurity organization, defending against such things, they would they would they would be a divide. I think some people are just not that, not as convicted in that belief or disbelief. Maybe. Yeah, I I think that a lot of it for me comes down to, um, and again, I haven't necessarily thought a ton about this. I didn't have any prepared answers or anything, but I think for me it comes down to, it's a very much a case-by-case -case basis. Like, um, okay, there is, there are uh, laws for speeding. Right, that we have speed limits. You are only allowed to drive so fast in your car. Should you follow the speed limit? Yes, because you need to be safe. And you know that's that's the speed that other people are going, and so that's where you are going to put um, uh, yourself and others around you at the least amount of risk. Okay, that's that's cool. That's good. Um, uh, your wife is going into labor, and you're driving to the hospital. Should you be speeding? Yes. <laughs> like, like the, to me, like, yeah, this is when you break that law. It's not, to, I don't think it's a one or the other. And I think it's the same thing with hacktivism. I don't think you can treat all of it as this one blanket. No, it's always bad. Um, there are uh, very few things that I feel that way. Uh, basically, just murder. There's never you shouldn't ever kill people. That's like the <laughs> the one thing that I that I stick with. But like, um, I don't think I could easily divide that out. Like it would have to be a situation by situation basis. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I appreciate your honesty. You know, honest answer there, Fountain. Who was it years ago that? Um, it was this. I think it was the St. Louis Cardinals hacked the Houston Astros, or the other way around, uh, because some coach left and he had some stats he needed. Remember the story? Uh, barely. I barely. do remember that story. 
Clearly, clearly theft, right? Uh, yes, yes. Now, yes. If it would be Houston Astros, it, it, it definitely occurred. They, <laughs> that, that team is relentless um, <laughs> when it comes to winning. Hands have buzzers under your underarm. So, I, yeah, I definitely believe they uh, they hacked someone. Um, it's funny because it's when it comes to baseball, it's weird. It's you can still signs. And it's part of the game. Yet, if you cheat in other ways, it's like totally like this. A no, you can't even get into the hall anymore. Um, so it, it, they really do move the line around depending on what type of cheating that you're doing. I think you should be allowed to cheat in baseball. It would really amp up and make that sport more interesting. Like, like you could just rename it "Lie, Cheat, and Steal Ball." And just see what happens. Can we there, can we also uh, introduce steroids? Like just full on, like like sure. Let's let's keep a league where you don't have anyone on steroids. But no, I I really do want to see just how far a human being can theoretically hit a baseball. <laughs> well, anyway, when you talk about baseball versus football, because in baseball, if someone gets caught um, with HGH or juicing, you're you're like. You, no, who? No, you, you you need to get out the league. I mean, you have like the first time I think you're half a season. The second time it's a full season. Third time you're gone. In yeah. football, if you get caught doing steroids, everyone's just like, "Yeah, it's a football player. They all use it. They all do it, right?" Right. You know, just shrugs and you just like, "Okay, um, who plays next week?" <coughs> you know. The, but in baseball, when you use steroids, that follows you around forever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, except, yeah, kind of. Except if you're the right player, then you can become a batting coach for the St. Louis Cardinals. But I don't mention any names. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But it, but if you do juice, you can get batting coach gigs. <laughs> this is this is okay. I'm gonna say this. This has always bothered the crap out of me. Um, when they like, I understand testing for you know uh, for for performance enhancing drugs in the Olympics. I've never quite understood testing for for performance debilitating drugs. Like when they take when they test them for pot, I'm always just and, and like they get caught and it's like, man, if you can if you can smoke a joint and then run the hundred meter dash faster <laughs> than anybody else, give that man two gold medals because holy crap. That guy can fly. So you, you, might, interested, you might be interested to know that the NBA suspended uh, drug testing this year. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Because for of, recreational or for uh, steroids? I think it's recreational, but I think it's because of COVID. Yeah, what else are they going to do? They're just sitting around. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I thought that was uh, interesting. I don't know if that – if Felton may know if that was the player's request or demand or that was just the league says we're not going to put our medical prof- our medical professionals at risk or something. I don't know what the reason was. I, I'm sure that was on the player's um, list of demand. Uh, I'm pretty sure <laughs> it was in their agreement. Like, look. Okay, so we'll play 72 games, but... <laughs> <laughs> you got to let me get baked. I can see right, but... But <laughs> you know, uh, back to the hacktivism thing, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not to, not to 
I'm not really taking a side, and I, and I definitely uh, I would just say that it is it is of my opinion that you follow the law and the guidance of the uh, whatever rules are in place, whether you agree with them or not. I believe that you have to live under live under those rules and then work through the system to make changes. That said, I love seeing people following their passions, regardless if I agree with them or not. Like you know. Uh, whether and it could be the complete opposite side of my view or it could be my side of the view the people who have true passions about their beliefs i always applaud them like people who have that much conviction i think is uh really impressive and it's always interesting to me what what causes people take up as their pet as their as their pet cause a great uh series i I think it was on Netflix about killing a cat, like don't F with cats. Yeah, yeah. The Netflix? Yeah, it's Netflix. Boy, why did she get started on that path, right? Right. <laughs> and she was essentially doing a form of not really hacktivism, but definitely uh, pushing the cyber boundaries, right? To, yes. To, to get the information, find out who killed a cat. Um, sorry, that's a spoiler alert for anybody. <laughs> That it's sort of in a title, so that happens. Um, but it, you know, in in the passion you hear of people with the animal stuff online is, is always fascinating to me. But but why they pick certain animals, I'm interested in. Why some people love squirrels and others hate squirrels, you know? <laughs> I yeah, I don't know. A funny do. story. Um, when I was in Kentucky, uh, was a family from. I'll just put, I'll say maybe like Cambodia or something. They were new to the country and uh, they, they go to a horse farm and um, I was like, I want to get a pony for my daughter's birthday. You know, so it's her 14th birthday or it was a special birthday. Mm-hmm. They went to the horse farm. I'm like, oh my God, like you're getting a pony for your daughter's birthday. That's like every daughter's dream. And everyone was just like, you're the best dad ever. He gets the pony, puts it in the back of the truck. Picks up a two by four and whacks it over the head and kills the pony. And everyone's appalled, like, what is going on? So they call the cops and he just drives off. And, um, they're like, what? What's going on? What's going on? And when they finally pull him over, he's like, it's my daughter's birthday, and in our country, we we eat horses on special occasions. And yeah. Yeah, and everyone was like, "No, you can't do that." But like, you can't do that here. But over there, that was seen as like a a true gift of love. Um, so yeah, there's certain animals that you you can't mess with, and uh, cat, ponies, dogs. Yeah, don't mess with dogs. Yeah. It, but it, I think that that was in that case that was somebody's pony, right? And I think when it comes down to, to hacktivism, I think one of the issues is also um, there's always innocent victims, you know. Um, the Ashley Madison hack, right? I mean, there are some, you know, there's a whole website based on people. Yeah, having an affair, yeah. Spouses and okay, well, that's not really the best thing in the world. And maybe somebody was hacked off because their spouse did it, so they took it. I don't know if we ever know what happened with that story, but. At least if we do, I don't recall. Yeah. That said, there were some innocent people that were caught up in that too, and um, there's always innocent, innocent people that are that are part of that, who didn't ask for that, to be a part of that. You know, per, their personal yeah. details are disclosed or. 
someone gets hacked off at a hospital because they didn't, you know, they didn't cure their wife's cancer and she passed away. And then he breaks in and discloses all the medical records. Well, well, they didn't deserve that. You know, that's not like you, you disclose some company secret, some hospital secret. I don't know what it was. They were replacing penicillin with water or something like that. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, no, no. I see. I see. I see what you're saying. You're, it's that. Yeah. You uh, inevitably you have collateral damage. Yeah, and as you're going through the process to see what you can get your hands on, you've got to you, – there, there's always innocent people that are caught up in that, right? Right, right. I mean, you've seen that in you've seen that any type of situation. You see that in war. You see that in, um, you know, pandemics. You see that in all kinds of things. There's always, there's always innocent people that are kind of caught up in it. I, I saw a sad story recently about a couple that died um, as a result of the guy getting a haircut. You know, um, you know, sad stuff like that. There's always yeah. something innocent that is caught up in it. All he did was get a haircut, and then his wife died. So, yeah. Not to get all deep on that topic, but you know, yeah. I do think it's interesting, um, based off some of the things we've seen this year as we bring this year to a close. Although this will probably be the first episode Felton that comes out in 21, but so, yeah. uh, we kind of so that means we would have wrapped up 2020 at that point, and um. We saw a lot of hacktivism this year. Saw a lot of a lot of interesting cases, and I think it's an interesting conversation to have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I wonder if, you know, and I sort of wonder at what point are you drawing the line <clears throat> uh, between, you know, we we saw it this year, and you know, you see it. You see it it's still over in Hong Kong. You have people that are out there, out there actually protesting and trying to, to actually impact meaningful change. But then you've got other people who are just causing problems to cause problems. So speaking of Hong Kong, you, you know, everything going on over there and, and they're fighting for their freedoms over there, right? They're protesting right. for their freedoms. I don't think they're really fighting much. You had a GM for the NBA because – we always need to talk about the NBA. Yeah. We had a GM for the NBA um, over a year ago tweet out support of the protesters. And as a result of that, he saw the complete wrath of the NBA and LeBron James come down on him because of that, that feeling. Um, ultimately, he's no longer with his former team. And um, he's moved on to another team that's a little more friendlier to his belief, I believe. So. Yeah, I, I, I didn't read the whole article, but I did see like a headline where he thought his career was over uh, because of that one tweet. And he was like, oh, my goodness, what did I do? Um, not saying he didn't believe in what he was typing, but he was just like, did I did I just screw up my whole career? Right. Okay. I thought I was supporting people's freedoms. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's. And so there's all these conspiracy theories that, well, it's because, you know, the guy that owns the team that he was on to time is connected with NBC and they were they were they were on the side of LeBron James. And there's all these conspiracy theories that go around on something like this. But um, you definitely saw that as a result. And that wasn't a hacktivism case, but that was a result of what was taking place in Hong Kong. Uh, yeah, well, well, in that case, there was also. Um, I believe there were some ex exhibition games that were going on at the time. 
that were supposed to go on, they ended up canceling them. Um, so uh, I think some of the frustration was at the fact that there were NBA players in China at the time while he tweeted that. And they were like, you um, you might have put them in harm's way by, by um, tweeting that. Um, but also the NBA has a huge investment in China. Yes. So it's, it's the money, you know, there's a lot of money and Yao Ming is the, is when Yao Ming started playing with um, the Houston Rockets, it opened up into the law, you know, how many people, how many billions of people are there in China? So you just multiply that by <laughs> yeah. how many shoes they can sell, you know? So, so yeah, they really, they, 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 he really opened up um, Pandora's box with that one. And, um, yeah, they still have a fallout from that. Yeah, see, this is why everybody don't use social media. If whether you you meant what you said, you misspoke. Kafifi is Adam's favorite word of 2020. <laughs> of the decade. Said, listen, it just it backfires. I'm I misspeak five times a day. And it, it's, does, it's not necessarily insulting towards somebody, but I certainly mix up words that can make it a little bit confusing. And, um, man, sometimes you just say things that completely backfire on you. Did that today. It's not what I meant. It's not it's completely what I meant. That was taken out of context. When it's easy to say that now, and it goes back and forth. <laughs> you yeah. find yourself in a bad position. And and if you do that to your, to to people you're in a relationship with, whether friends, family, or coworkers, it's very easy to clear up. You can't clear it up to millions or billions of people. Yeah, as is the case with our friend Daryl Morley. So, and and now I, I swear, there's people who just comb Twitter looking for that tweet that can start. That can go viral. They're like, whoop, you said what? And right. then it takes off like, wow, just, yeah, all you need is a spark. And next thing you know, you got a raging fire. Yeah. And you're like, I was just joking. Yeah. <laughs> well, what was that Tom Brady thing he tweeted out? Like, or is it a commercial or something when he was walking out of Gillette Stadium? Um, it was before he announced he was switching teams. <laughs> Sometimes you do it on purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even uh, in the movie, I think he was in a movie clip. He was coming out of a massage parlor, um, <laughs> and it was like a skit in a the movie. They tried to say it was shot before all that fall. I'm like, no, 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 no. Is that true? Did, did you see that, or is that right next to the video of Joe Biden? Joe Biden twerking. <laughs> He's like, no, no, it was just a little prank joke for a movie, and um. And yeah, they were like, yeah, he's leaving. There's no way he's staying after that. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't even offered to stay. <laughs> You're out, Tom. And that's that stuff happens with, you know, stuff that happened forever and ever ago. I, I don't know if you guys remember this, but the uh, uh, James Gunn uh, was the director for the two Marvel Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Um, and he made some... Uh, inappropriate tweets like a decade ago, um, which he has since publicly apologized for multiple times. They were just they were they were bad, off color, inappropriate jokes. Um, and like I said, he walked it back. Um, 
he, you know, like I said, again, apologized multiple times. Well, for some reason, um, you know, a couple years ago, uh, someone, did, a group of people decided they were going to go through his old tweets and they dug up these old tweets, the ones that he had already apologized for and like drug them back up into the public eye and saying, look, this guy's a piece of, you know, a piece of garbage. We can't have him making these movies. Um, and so Disney fired him and that's, you know, that's like, they've since rehired him, but it took like a year and it delayed that movie for, for a while, but for the, the next movie for a while. But yeah, like even stuff from forever ago that you, you think you've scrubbed from your accounts and you've apologized for, like if you're a public figure, that stuff is really, really, really dangerous. So yeah. Have you ever had anybody call you up drunk and just completely cuss you out or, or uh, say what, what they really felt about you, Adam? Uh, every day. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get your number out of my phone. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, Sorry I'm, to I'm, so <laughs> I'm lucky that all the stuff that I've like, not all this stuff. I mean, I posted stuff I look back on. I'm like, oh, that was definitely uh, young, late teen Adam saying dumb stuff just to be edgy. Um, but, you know, I've deleted all those accounts, so I'm not too worried. But, yeah, I like you just to on the edge, which means we got to take a break. Yes, I, I agree. We will take a break and we will be back uh, momentarily. JSCM Group is your leading cybersecurity expert. With two decades of experience, we work hard to ensure your network is as protected as possible. We simplify the complicated and ever-changing world of cybersecurity, regardless of your organization's size. To start protecting yourself, your employees, and your clients, contact us at 888-897-9680 or online at jscmgroup.com. We simplify, we're experts, and we're here. Again, that's 888-897-9680 or online at jscmgroup.com. All right. Hello and welcome back, everyone. Thank you guys for uh, sticking with us during that break. Um, yeah, so I, I think a lot of good discussion there. Uh, I, I think there's like a lot of different directions, <laughs> a lot of different directions we could go with that conversation. But, um, you know, I, I honestly think that, like I said, just to reiterate, I think that the main thing is like, I think it determines, for me, it determines what the cause is for. And if you're just trying to, uh, you know, if you're using it as an excuse to just kick up, uh, kick up dust and, and be a jerk, then, uh, you know, that's not really hacktivism at that point, but. Um, well, you know, sometimes hacktivism comes from inside too, right? It could be somebody inside that disagrees with the company, right? Right, right. Let's use an example. Let's say you're just the ultimate dog lover. I mean, like you love dogs more than anything else in this world, more than people. I mean, dogs are pretty sweet. More than video games. No. Than anything. You love it more than anything in this world. 
Anyway, um, your employer picks up a huge account with the cat lovers of, of America. <laughs> okay. You, you, and, and you're and you're mad about this, and and you're mad about this, and you don't want to be a part of that anymore. You don't want to be associated with an organization that would be supporting of felines. Right. Do you then get rid of information? How do you feel about people who do that, who are just against what their employer is doing? Then, I mean, like being like something as benign as the employer likes cats, I think is ridiculous. Well, obviously, but like, being, I'm being generic and trying to stay out of politics here. But let's say your let's say your company picks up an account with a political party you disagree with, or or a social organization you disagree with, or you're at a law firm and and you're and they take a case that you disagree with. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, again, I, I think so much of that is on a case by case basis. I mean, like if 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 it's like a if it's like a if it if it's a political disagreement that's small, I think that that's ridiculous. I I think that even in cases where if it's big, I don't know if it's necessarily um, that it's something that's the case. I think, I do think that it would have to be like universally something that's like universally wrong. Like if you truly believe that such and such organization is say, you know, uh, uh, funding whale murder, like, you know, just for fun, like not, you know, we don't get anything out of it. Just like straight up, just like, yeah, it's fun to kill whales. Like, yeah, you, you know, if, if, if you hack into that company and get, get the the memo that says Johnson, how many whales did we kill for fun this week? Like, okay. Yeah. Like I kind of agree with that. Um, you know, I think, I think if you're trying to affect real change in a positive way, as opposed to just like, I don't like you. I think that that's, those are two separate things. If you're trying to take someone down because, you know, you like, this party and I and I don't, I think that that's wrong. But if, if the party that that person happens to support is like the actual third Reich, then yeah, you should hack that organization to shit back. Like, I, sorry, I used our four letter word and not even in a good way, but um, yeah, I just, I just think it's, I think it depends. It just, it depends for me. Yeah. I kind of, I, I have to agree with that. Cause Okay, let's say I work for a company and you know they, I find out they're dumping chemicals in the river upstream or downstream um, when they said they weren't doing that, um, and I release the memo. Is it against company protocol? Yes, but however, I think for the greater good, I don't see it as being wrong. Um, or worse than what the actual chemical dumping, you know? So, yeah. so I, I, yeah, it, it's, I, I don't think you can just kind of say, well, I'll just stop working for them and just leave. But the chemicals are still being dumped. I, I think if you release the memo, yeah. I, I don't think that's necessarily wrong. Um, yeah, I think if you're if you're involved in, in something that's an illegal act, right? So there's an overt illegal act here taking place. Um, 
I think you 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 are obligated to report it. I don't know. Yeah, if it's that's the memo, but maybe it's contact authorities. And then if the authorities were on, you know, being paid off by the company to to keep their mouth shut in some type of, you know, uh, I can't think of the name of the movie, but anyway, some some kind of cover up operation. Aaron Brockovich. If there's some kind of cover cover up operation, I think it's different. But if it's just something that just needs to be reported, yes. Now, if you're just a disgruntled employee and you're like, you know what, I don't like this company, I didn't get my pay raise, I'm gonna start with <laughs> now. Yeah, that's definitely wrong. Um, even if some of the emails are like, wow, you know, this guy's really a jerk, or you know, he's stealing money from the company, but it's. But yeah, if you're just releasing stuff just because you're trying, just because it's a personal uh, beef that you have with a company or with a certain person, then yeah, that's definitely wrong. Um, right, but I, I think I think John mentioned it. He he said it. I think that if if you know that something truly horrific or something truly evil or Ill, Ill or evil or illegal is happening within an organization, I think not only is it not wrong, I think you are morally obligated to do something if you can. Like, I, yeah, if if you know for a fact that that someone's dumping hazardous material into into rivers they're not supposed to, like in your example, Felton, yeah, I think you have to say something. Oh. Well, how do you, and I hate to go back to China, but everything seems to go back to China mm. um, when it comes to this conversation. <laughs> how does that work with China, where it's like it's an oppressive government? But under law, um, I, oh I man, okay. So that, that's a that no 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 no. You're right. Like so that's like a deeper conversation that I think is worth exploring. Um, but I, I don't think we can do it on on this pocket. But I'll say that like I think I think that if a law is immoral, I think you have an obligation to ignore that law, like. I think like okay, so I uh, this morning I saw a video of uh, Hong Kong protesters knocking down uh, these towers that were scanning the streets for uh, face like they were doing facial recognition from these like uh, very uh, sophisticated you know these very sophisticated cameras um, in these specific towers. Now uh, facial recognition scanning of regular individuals is legal um that was legal property that china had put there but i think they have every moral obligation to knock that down like that's that's an invasion of privacy um um and and i don't know if invasion of privacy is the right word but it's you know it's certainly not morally right for the for the mainland china to be doing that just to you know suppress a people um yeah, I mean, everything about it was legal. What they did was illegal, see, but it was moral. But see, therein lies the thing about that goes back to the NBA debate. That's legal in China to do that. And you may support the people doing it. I'm sorry, I confused that. But it's it's legal in China for them to do the facial recognition. It's legal. But, that, that makes it legal in Hong Kong. That's what I'm saying. Like it was, so, it was, but then, but then, if you come out and speak against it publicly, you get the Daryl Morey treatment. Right. Do you have any other choice but to knock it down? That's what that's <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. So, 
a yeah, it's their moral obligation to do that. And I know that again, I know it's not hacktivism, but it's it's a it's a good example of of sort of where I stand on you know those kinds of attacks. Um, You know, in in intent and outcome are both very important to me. So, um, yeah. Man, this could be like this could be like a a, a, a ten part series for us. Um, but um, I think that uh, I, th- I think that we'll sort of leave that one at that <laughs> for now, unless 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 either of you guys had something else. Well, no, but I think it's an interesting conversation. I think hacktivism is one of those things that takes place with a lot of hacking um, in in this world and. Um, it's one of those things for a lot of people is a gray area. And I don't think a lot of podcasts or in, or in a security space ever talk about it, right? There's malicious hacking and organized crime hacking. and mm-hmm. um, There's all different types. And hacktivism is one of those types of, of, of activity that takes place that does ripple through society. It does ripple through. A lot of times when you see these big banks get hacked, broken into, data leaked, a lot of times it's it's not the result of just some really smart criminal who's just out for the money right they're they're out for something else right it is those uh james bond diehard type movies where that where the hackers are just after a cause right right i think that was in a james bond movie probably (laughs) oh I think it was time to hack. So no, yeah, 007, the spy yeah, who hacked me. You do a hack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so no, you're right. You're right. I, I I think it's an important topic, and 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 you know, when it's 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 one of those things that I it's like many things. It's just it's just very difficult to objectively say one way or another for me. I just, like I said, intent and result, um, are both very important. Um, and you know, what, what's it, what is it happening for? And what's the, like, what's the dam, what's the collateral damage that happens? Um, is always, always the question. So, All right, gentlemen. I think I think that that's fun. a show. Yeah, I, I think that's a that's a good show. Uh, hey guys, uh, happy New Year, everyone. Uh, this will be coming up first episode after the New Year, so I hope you guys had a great New Year, and I hope your holiday season's been good. Um, uh, yeah, 2020 was garbo, but you know, doesn't mean that that all of everything that was bad about it disappeared on the first. So. Keep on trucking, everyone, and we'll see. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, everybody. Oh, podcast at. Oh yeah. Oh crap, uh, man! I I nailed that sign off, man. Um, oh. No, you did. Uh, yeah. E- no. Emails at pod yeah. at, at podcast at jscmgroup.com. If you have a question, a comment, or anything like that, uh, we would love to hear from you. Again, that's podcast at jscmgroup.com. And all of that stuff that I said before, that uplifting message. Uh, and motivation. I said that again right here. So uh, we'll see you all again next week. All right. Uh.